Hello, hello, hello. My name's Luke. My name's Hookie. And welcome to episode 24 of The Naked Student. So, Ross, why did we set up The Naked Student podcast? That's a ridiculously good question, my friend. Thank you very much. And let me tell you, we want to offer a stripped-back approach to student life and to also discuss the problems that all young people face. Yeah, look, we face most of the topics that we discuss and we understand and we just want to make it a bit more accessible for younger people. Could you give our listeners our Instagram page? I, I can't. It is the naked student underscore. So easy to remember. And we've got a poll up. Uh, we have currently. a little poll um, asking people what they want to hear for our next episode, which is quite interesting. And that'll be up when we release this. So get voting, people. Yeah, and we're going to start doing that more and more. These are for the episodes that uh, where it's just me and Ross. And we can discuss. We want to discuss the things that the people want to hear. Um, but today... We are joined on the podcast by Faye. Hello. How Hello. you doing, Faye? I'm right? really good, thank you. How are you? Very good, yeah. We're, we're very glad to have you on today to discuss uh, all things drama. Mm, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, something that we haven't covered yet, mm-hmm. which so would be really yeah, really interesting for both Ross and I as well yeah, to hear. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. So I'll just give a brief outline uh, of, of what we're going to talk about as usual. So in the first half of the discussion... We're going to talk about the uh, sort of youth theatre that you're involved yeah. with uh, and how important it is for young people to be involved uh, in drama, in productions, yeah. and how much it can help people if they're suffering from anxiety, from depression, and how it can just generally make you more confident in your approach to life. We're also going to just get into a slight discussion about any stigma that might be surrounding the performing, uh, performing arts, especially around boys, maybe okay. trying to be a bit too laddie. I say that with the uh, with the finger quote as well, because uh, I think that was certainly a thing when, when we were growing up at school. Then I think that will take us through to the pointless fact, world famous pointless fact. And then in the second half, I want to talk more about you personally uh, as a professional tutor in acting. Okay. And, you know, have you been able to dispel any nerves or do you still get nervous <laughs> when you do acting? <laughs> when, you, when you come on this podcast, uh, working abroad, yeah. something that you... Uh, see is very important and encourage people to do uh and then just just generally about how you maintain the the great energy and, and positive mental attitude that you have uh does that sound all right that sounds fine yeah. sounds tasty it sounds <laughs> like it's going to be very interesting yeah a good discussion looking forward to it so without further ado let's begin first off i want to talk about you're, you're involved in a youth theater uh, in Stockport, I believe. Could you just shine light on, on the type of things that you do there? Yeah, so I've been working at the Garrick Theatre for eight years this time around. Um, I actually have worked there. This is the second time around that I've been there. First time around, I had one class of 12 teenagers. I had a little break when I had my daughter, when I moved out of the area. And then I came back and we've just sort of built it up. And I've now got five groups with, I think, about 88 students. Okay. So we've got children from six up to 18. That's oh. amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's such a range as well. Yeah. Do you find it hard to sort of interact with, you know, going from like a, a six-year-old to an 18-year-old, or do you just enjoy working with I just en- age group? I just enjoy working with all of them. I, I really like working with the really little ones because... They're just so open and so imaginative and mm. they have no inhibitions whatsoever. But as you sort of progress up the age groups, you can do a lot more different, you know, different topical stuff. So it's, it's really enjoyable on all levels. And have you got any productions coming up? 
Oh, I've got all sorts coming <clears throat> up. I've got um, a Christmas production, 13th yeah. and 14th of December. That's with the juniors and the intermediates. That's the younger end. Um, I've also got assessments coming up because I also teach at a local drama college, performing arts college called Debut in Stockport as well. So we'll have BTEC assessments in December. Then we have a show in February then June, then July, so all year, got stuff coming on yeah, was, all the time. I was curious as to like, how long does it take you to prepare for an individual show on average? Um, it would probably take, from start to finish, it's normally about six to eight weeks. Okay. Um, we, we, do, we do the rehearsals and the regular sessions, they're normally two hours, and then when we get close to the shows, we sort of really ramp those rehearsals up yeah. quite massively. And when do you rehearse? Is it uh, during the weekdays? Yeah, or just in the evenings. Weekends? OK. Yeah. So just bring it back to the point you said before, where you said the six-year-olds, you know, they don't hold back, they just yeah. love to express themselves. So, you know, when you become a teenager you start to worry a lot, especially about what other people are thinking. Yes. A lot of people start to develop anxiety, especially social yeah. situations. So I guess, could you shine light a little bit on the importance of drama, being involved in these productions for young people and how that can really help people with, with confidence? So obviously I'm just speaking from you know yeah. my point of view and what we do at the theatre. Um, we, we have this thing, so we rehearse right in the basement of the theatre, completely away from everybody else, in our own little, our little dungeon, we call it. I mean, it's not a dungeon, I mean, that sounds really sinister. <laughs> sound it's not at soon. all. <laughs> it's just this, it's just a room that's completely away from everything else. It's completely covered in all of our stuff. It's got posters, pictures of past productions and stuff. Um, when the young people come through the door, we shut the door, Lock the phones away. It's like, right, everything else is on the other side of the door. That's it. So it sounds like a bit of a, a safe space oh, in a completely. way that young people can yeah, come in. Yeah, it's completely. And what I love there is that's actually very similar to the logo for this show, which is, you know, the phone being sort of sh stripped back, we were saying, yeah. all these uh, amazing things coming out. And you can link that, you know, with drama. You put uh, your phone, you put your worries to one side yes. and you just go and express yourself and yeah. find out a lot about yourself. Absolutely. Would you say that's... Uh, have you seen the effect it's had on, on, the, on the kids that you teach? Numerous, numerous. Um, sort of the confidence is a big thing. You know, you have a lot, of, a lot of young people come and they're so painfully shy and, and to just to watch them sort of grow and you know, become lovely hu human beings, you know, as well as great actors. Um, it's really good, but it's, I think it's such an escapism that, you know, we've shut mm. that door, everything's on the other side, you don't have to worry about anything. For the two hours that you're in here, just let it all go. Yeah. You you can come and you can be somebody completely different and it's yeah. it's just getting lost in another world. Do you have any examples, specific examples of maybe an individual that you've seen completely come out of their shell? Oh, I, I, numerous individuals. Yeah. I couldn't, I, I couldn't pinpoint it to one. Um, I've got just as a, just as an example, I've got a young boy that's been with me. He's he came to me when he was six, and he's now ten, um, and he, he he just didn't he didn't speak. When he first came, just didn't speak really? at all. Um, he's actually going through tests for autism at the minute. He's really struggling at school. You know, it, the, 
he finds it very difficult to engage at school and I, I don't know if the teachers are able to give him that the support um and his mum just says Faye when he when he comes to you he's like a completely different child he just feels so safe um and he and he loves it and he's like a different child at home as yeah. well which obviously for, for you know for me to have that and you know sort of know that I play a part in that just that individual child's um sort of development it really I mean mm. I, I get as much out of it as that the young so people rewarding. do uh, and you know with that and applying it more widely to everyone you know and how it can just the confidence you can develop no matter what's going on mm. in your life what you're having to deal with yeah is so important and I, I think something that you've mentioned to me before is with presentations at university uh, and even at school and how nerve-wracking that can be for people and I thought it was it, you know what you were saying about uh when you feel people looking at you yeah and so drama production being in a production having that audience can help you even doing things such as mm. that um and it's that more confident approach to life being Absolutely. able to help you know in a healthy manner be able to uh deal with issues you may face yeah completely um, but do you think there is a a stigma around the performing arts uh, i think of it especially for boys well i i can definitely say that in the last 8 years um i always used to have just two boys in each class um and now we have so many boys i really think it's changing um we have in our senior b group so that's sort of the younger sort of like the younger teenagers um i have more boys in that group than i do girls um i think there's nine nine boys and eight girls that's amazing and we've got we've got that through there's only there's only one class that has just one boy all the other groups have a really nice number of boys in them see uh, for 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 what i'm doing and where i am it's definitely changed but is that all the way through to the age 18 as well is that yeah. is there still yeah a large portion of boys there is yeah how, how do people find out about it? Do they do people tell their mates or do you not advertise but uh, approach schools about it? No, we have um, we just have the website, okay, a Facebook page, um, but everything everything else is completely done through word of mouth. Right. Okay. But, I mean, all all the groups have been. I've got space in one of the groups, and that's it. All the other groups have got waiting lists for them. Blimey. And what's the um, what's the funding situation? Is it you said it earlier? It's like a charity, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the theatre's a charity, so mm. the children actually pay every week for the for the sessions. Um, so yeah, that's how it's that's how it's done at our place. And you know, for people who who obviously can listen to this and think, oh, I should get involved. Would you just say, just jump in at the deep yeah, end completely. and do it? You know, just don't do ever it. think it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I'm thinking from my own uh, experiences growing up, I think I just talked myself out of it. Whenever I was like, you know what? I remember at uni once I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna go for it. I'm going to go for an audition. And I'm just going to do it. And I just talked myself out of it completely because I, I just, you get stuck. You're like, what if I'm really bad? You know, what yeah. if I get laughed well, I think at? this is a really good like alternative as well if you are struggling rather than to go to the doctor to get given medication for example i'm not knocking that yeah. at all but this is a really good like alternative to really focus yourself in something and it's quite rewarding as you're saying earlier so last night i was watching a tv program i think it's called inside out right and they were basically promoting a cumbrian charity called growing well which is like based near kendall yeah 
and people can help grow crops to help boost their mental health. And in a similar way, this is, this is another charity, but they're having to raise money themselves. I think they need to raise like 25 grand or something in the next couple of months in order to keep going. But do you think more funding should be given to these charities by, by the government spending? Yeah, 100%. I think for mental health alone, £12.2 billion was spent last year on mental health yeah. in the NHS. I'm interested to see where the, where the funding goes, because imagine if, if drama became this integral thing growing yeah. up, you know, uh, mm. something that is not only encouraged, but is a core part of a syllabus, let's say. Uh, the effect it would have on so many people. Coming out of your shell, I think acting in front of your friends, yeah. you know, is such a big thing because it's so embarrassing. And if you got over that, suddenly you just start to worry a lot less, yeah. wouldn't you? Rather than, I don't know, going on the medication itself. I know that's encouraged a lot. And I think that's such a good point you made about this alternatives, thinking of alternatives uh, for inner confidence. Yeah, I think, I think um, in general, there's not enough um, funding there for any of the creative subjects, really. Mm. Um, you know, not not all young people are really academic, and they their sort of um, strengths lie within the creative subjects. You know, you talk about drama, music, art, and it's like give those as much attention as you do to maths and science and French. That's why it's so it's such an important conversation because so many kids, it's tunnel vision. You just think I've got to do these core cool subjects. Yeah. There's so much more out there in the yeah. world to do. Well, I think um, the really elite private schools, they have debating embedded in the curriculum, don't they? Or they encourage it to a high extent. I think more schools should start doing that because public speaking for me especially is such a difficulty. Mm. And every time I've been offered to do it, I've, I've kind of shied away from it in a group presentation. Whereas if it was implemented as like a lesson almost yeah. at school... I think more people would be much, like, much more confident. Completely agree with you, yeah, because debating is in many ways drama. You know, you look at politics yeah, today even, mm. and it's all about the drama and its expression, isn't yeah. it? And, yeah, be, you know, be, just acting, it doesn't even have to be in a play, does it? It's just no. turning up to, to sessions. Is that is that what a lot of people do that you work with? Do they just turn up to, yeah, to sessions? Yeah, they, they just come to the weekly sessions. We do a lot of, um, we do a lot of improvisation, um, and, you know, confidence... Ex- well, I mean, the kids don't realise it's confidence building, but, you know, when we do a lot of trust games and stuff like that, so it's sort of building them up to be more confident human beings and giving them that ability to actually listen to each other. And do kids ever actually laugh at other people if they mess up, or is that just this weird, false idea that people have in their heads? Not, not at our place. Not yeah, I, think, place. I think there's a massive difference between laughing with people and laughing at people. So I can yeah. imagine there's a lot of laughing with people. You, yeah. you make a mistake and you laugh it off in a nice way, yeah. not like a, a direct, horrible way. Mm-hmm. We're, very, we're very supportive at the theatre. Um, it's something that, that we teach as, as well as all the acting skills as well. It's like you, you watch, you appreciate, you give, you give feedback um, and you support each other. And especially when we come to do plays as well, is um, I never work with a prompt. Never, ever work with a prompt. Um, And that is so that the cast members, if they mess up, 
they work together as a team and they get themselves out of it. I absolutely love that. that. I think that's brilliant. Just for for that trust, that idea of trust and teamwork, that is... God, the thought of that is quite scary. <laughs> it is, because the, um, most of the adult productions at the theatre have a prompt, mm. and they're always a bit, hey, how, how, why aren't you using a prompt? Like, uh, we don't need but it. So what, what is a prompt, sorry? So if you forget your lines, there's somebody sat at the side of the stage oh. and they, they feed oh, the right, lines. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. The first time, obviously, everyone in the production will be panicking, like, how do we, if yeah. you don't have a prompt, this is... But then after a while, it just jogs your brain, doesn't yeah. it? Mm. That idea of improvisation is... That's a good skill to have. A yes. very good skill to have. Oh, I mean, and we've had... Um, the, there's been a couple of situations where they've really had to sort of all pull together and get themselves out of the mess. Yeah, well, yeah. Just applying that to sort of everyday life, you know, you go for a, an interview yeah. for any job, you're going to yeah. be asked questions and you're going to have to think quickly and sometimes you might have... To, to improv you yeah. might have to just be like right what can I say that's yeah. interesting and that's where you know if you if you've had practice doing that growing yeah. up it will be like second nature to you if you have to I don't know embellish a story let's say or yeah. you forget what you're going to say and you have to come up with something else I think that's such an important skill I think it's integral there's uh, there's so many skills that you learn in a drama class that you you can apply to adult life yeah um, using eye contact, listening to people, working in a team, confidence building. I mean, the, it, I, I, could, I could go on and on. Yeah. That's why it's such yeah. an important conversation. And I think it's a beautiful place to have our pointless, pointless fact of the day. Because I think it breaks it up beautifully. So... The guest usually goes first, but we're happy to, to throw ours out there if you if you want to hear ours. Go on, let's hear yours first. Okay, <laughs> I'll go first today. So, mine's very short. Goats have rectangular pupils. I thought you were going to say something <laughs> else then. Well. What, what, what? Pubes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I saved it, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, rectangular pupils, which okay. is unusual. Yeah. That'll be interesting to learn why they have them. Yes. I'll look that up for the next yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, mine, I had to choose between a couple, but the average lead pencil, guess how far it can draw a line? Before it, before it runs before out. It runs One out. that's sharpened? Full, yeah, yeah, like if you keep sharpening it. Um, that, I, I don't want to guess after my la- the last guess yeah. I've made on this show was horrendous, so I think I'm tapping out this week. Well, how many words do you think the average pencil can write? <laughs> um, 100,000. Oh, I'm going to go for 300. Words? Yeah. No, it's, what, it's more than that. 300 <laughs> no, words? As in before you have to sharpen no, it again? before the whole pencil oh, runs I thought out. You meant before the... <laughs> no, a whole oh, right, 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 yeah, pencil. Yeah. Uh, thousands then, yeah. So it can write approximately 50,000 English words. Wow. Good, or good can draw a line 35 miles long. Oh, I wasn't wow. going to guess that. That's impressive. Yeah, I genuinely thought long. you meant before you have to sharpen it. No. <laughs> this is why I don't guess on this show. I'm, I'm tapping out. So the guests... Okay, my pointless fact is, do you know where the origins of the word golf come from? Hmm. I think... I don't know. The, let me think. Golf. So bearing in Uh-oh, mind that origi- <laughs> originally golf was a male male only game. So where did it 
Gents, gentlemen, isn't it? Gentlemen's yes. only, and then is it something to do with lawn? No, no ladies. Ladies forbidden. Forbidden. Gentlemen, yes. yes. I, yeah. That's good. That's a very good one. Gentlemen, <laughs> forbidden. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That is, and they that still is a good keep one. the name gold. Yeah. yeah. They need to change that. Twenty nineteen. Come on. But that they were all they were all good. Very good. So that concludes pointless fact of the day. <laughs> so the second half, we want to talk more about you personally. Okay. Uh, you're slightly older than us. A few years older than us. Just very, a couple. Very slightly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty three, aren't you? But it's it's yeah. nice in the sense that a lot of the guests we've had on are our age or, or younger. Yeah. So it's nice to have, again, this differing perspective. But, yeah, the, the, the first question is, is more about drama again. So you're a professional tutor. Yeah. And I guess, you know, did you always enjoy drama from a young age yourself or was it something you got into uh, as you got older? Oh, it's, it's, it's almost like it's in my blood. So uh, my mum sent me for dancing lessons when I was about four um, and at my dance school, they set up some acting classes. So me being the little drama queen, middle child. Yes, I have drama got middle queen. child syndrome, it's true. Um, my mum sent me for, for drama classes and I actually found that I enjoyed the drama far more than I enjoyed the dance. So I ended up giving up the dance um, and just concentrating on the drama. So I started at the Nursborough School of Speech and Drama with a wonderful woman called Denise Smith, who um, I, I, I really owe a lot to. She was a fantastic woman. I mean, I said, she is a fantastic woman. And she always really encouraged me. So I was with her till I left home. Uh, then I started at a drama school in Heatermore called the North Cheshire Theatre School, which unfortunately isn't there anymore. It's just luxury flats, which is oh, really, really sad. Really sad. And from there, um, I went to train to be an actor, but by the end of my course, I was just really disillusioned with it all, thought, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want all the knockbacks. Um, and the principal actually asked me if I'd like to do some teaching with the uh, part-time schooler and that was that um so yeah started started with with them there just doing a couple of classes on an evening and it sort of snowballed from there so can I ask about like auditions did you have to do quite a few auditions when you were younger for 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 plays or was that something that you you didn't really have to do too much Yes, did have to do. No, I didn't do too many, uh, but yeah, auditions were always how, very stressful. How did you yeah. find them? Oh God! Do you even, still even get the, you still get a bit. Do you still get nervous? I get now? nervous. All, I get nervous yeah. about everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible. No, honestly. Um, oh no, I use. Oh, even the thought of going for an audition now makes me feel a little bit sick. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's you know it's it's part and parcel mm. of being an actor. But I think. Because of the, you know because I did I did used to sort of suffer really badly with the nerves. I think for me the teaching was it was better because it's like I could just sort of step back and I, it wasn't me that was on the stage. It's more interactive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See even 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 now when you know when we do when we do the shows, and I have to get up. 
you know, the, on the last show, I always get up and I have to, you know, give the term dates and all all the updates, and I'm I'm, I'm like a gibbering wreck. You know, like, <laughs> really? yeah, hi, but mums and dads. Do, yes. that you think that, but then a lot of the time, you, when you've done that, and you, you think, oh, I've been really nervous and shaky and whatever, mm. everyone's always like, oh, you're fine, what are you on about? It's all in the mind, all, isn't yeah, it? Oh, completely, completely. But what I find really interesting is uh, being, an, being an adult, you never lose the nerves. People no. think that... If you're doing a lot, the nerves just go and then you never have nerves. But it's about using the nerves. You learn how to use them as a, in a positive yeah. way rather than let them overwhelm you. And yes. that's what you found uh, growing up. Completely. Yeah. Rather, yes. rather, this is why yeah. you don't want people to think, if I do this, then I'll never have nerves again. Nerves are good. No, no. Oh, nerves are good. I think the Absolutely. more you do do something, the less nervous you do get. But then, like you said earlier, a new scenario all of a sudden, so you yeah. know, a new class of kids. Yeah. You've been doing it for you know twenty years, but that still makes you yeah. nervous. It's a new set of people. Yeah, children, it does because so. you don't. Um, you, you're not sure how how that group is going to interact with each other. Are you going to come across well? Are they going to respond well to what you're giving them? Are they going to enjoy themselves? Mm, that's that must be. That's a, a nice. That's a nice worry to have. Yeah. Are they going to enjoy themselves? Yeah. <laughs> so. Through your work, yes. you've been abroad to Finland, I believe, more recently. I have. And to other places as well. So would you say that, you know, if one has the opportunity, uh, that going and working abroad is something that they should definitely do? Yeah, 100%. Um, the company that I was working for is called Edred. It's an organisation that puts together drama encounters for young people from all over the world, mainly Europe. Um, And they come to one country and they all work together. So you have a group that might have... um, well, we, I worked with the Israeli tutor who I actually knew from the last time I worked for Adred, which was in Poland and Germany. I mean, just to work with him was fantastic. But our group had um, young people from 11 different countries and so everybody brought something different to the table and just to be able to sort of mix with different cultures and sort of learn off each other, all these different drama skills. And, you know, we all go, all as adults, it's we're such an enriching experience for us as well. And we go away and we're like, OK, well, we'll just take that little bit from Turkey and we'll take that little bit from Poland. Oh, and I like that game that the Greeks played. Um, you know, so it's a really enriching experience. And the young people... They're there and they've got friends for life all over the world and friends that have the same interests as them. Mm. So that's the, that's the good thing about going abroad because you get all these new ideas that you wouldn't necessarily get if you stayed here, for yeah. example. I was curious as to what your thoughts on Finland are. because we discussed this in the previous podcast about the education system. Yeah. Um, what was it like as a country? Apparently it's very organised and... It's it's absolutely beautiful. It's it's just forests. I mean, we were we were completely out in the middle of nowhere where we stayed, and it's just beautiful. And the Finnish people are so warm and so friendly. I mean, we I can't actually say that I saw anything of Finland because we were literally out in the sticks. Um, but I think the Scandinavian countries have got it right yeah, on so think, many levels. I think they get overlooked quite a bit. It's so expensive. They have low tax. Mm. I think that's why people don't think about going travelling there, going yeah. on holiday, because of the fact that well, apparently if you want to just go shopping, 
It's, yeah. it is very expensive because they have such a low tax so people mm. obviously just have more money yeah um, which is interesting yeah because Scandinavia is, all of those countries are, as you said they run really well everyone's mm. they're, they're often the happiest countries to live in the world uh, and something we linked um, to this conversation was was the holistic approach to education that they yeah. have and I suppose that's what we've been trying to talk about in the first half especially with regards to putting things like drama and, and, and creative arts yeah. at the forefront uh, of education. And that's what they try to do. They try and make it, um, yeah, as we said, more holistic. Yeah. And I think that's that's something that we, sh- we as a country should be looking uh, towards a lot more. But I wanted to ask you as well, this is a, a personal question. Okay. So, you know, you have uh, what we refer to as PMA, positive mental attitude. And... I guess I want to ask, how do you maintain the PMA? Because every time I meet you, you always have the same energy. And I was wondering, how, how do you go about doing that, if, there's, if there is a way that you go about it? I just, I just appreci- I try to appreciate everything that's good in my life. Um, uh, I, I try and look after myself well. <laughs> you know, I have had um, bouts of quite horrendous anxiety, just to sort of hark back to the kids it's actually um really sort of therapeutic for me as well it's the it's the it's the time that I feel most comfortable when that door's closed and I'm there um but yeah I know that I need to exercise I know I need to eat well I know I need to sleep well so those are things that I try I mean I don't always succeed you know sometimes you you know you go out and you drink too much and you eat the wrong foods but you know, as I've got older, I sort of appreciate what I need to do. Do you have a morning routine at all? I get up at the same time pretty much every day. Mm. Up at six o'clock mm. every day. Um, on a weekend, I'm up at seven. I get a lie in. <laughs> so I'm up yeah. at seven because I, I I teach on a Saturday morning. I have the I have the juniors on a Saturday morning, so I've got to be up and I've got to be bright and breezy because they're the most demand not in a bad way, but they are the most demanding um, group. And I have to be really, really focused. So I don't go out on a Friday night. Yeah, fair enough. Get myself tucked up in bed. <laughs> not, yeah, I quite enjoy that myself, to be honest. I always make sure I have breakfast as well. Yeah, that's, that's That is key, idea. yeah. You need people. energy for the day, don't yeah. you? Yeah. I think going, going to bed at the same time every night and waking up at the same time is meant to drastically change a lot in people's lives, genuinely. I think it does. You know, because you have that sort of routine for the yeah. day. I know I'm terrible at it and it's something I need to improve on a lot but you know I've read about if you have that and you stick to it, it's discipline yeah. and it can drastically affect your body your body just gets your body gets used to it and your yeah. mind gets used to it That's as well it. and I you wind down at a certain time also yeah. a big factor is if you need to be somewhere because I find a lot of days I spend at home I won't need to be anywhere for that day so I won't get up in time and I become quite lackadaisical. So I think if you have, for example, back at school, you have to be there at nine o'clock, yeah. so I'm then waking up at half seven, getting on the bus. So that's that routine. Nine to five office job, you've got to be there. So I think in some respect that having something to do for the day does yeah. help that. Completely agree with you, yeah. One question as well is, do you have any advice that you would give your younger self? Oh. I don't think my younger self would listen to my older self. I know for a fact that she wouldn't. But I would I would say to try not to worry too much 
and so just live in the moment and appreciate what you've got at that point because I don't think I don't think you do when you're younger I don't think you do I think I think you spend so much time just wishing that you're older I want to be older I want to be older I want to be able to do this and that and this and that and then you do get older and it's everything goes so so quickly and you sort of at this point I mean I don't I don't live with I don't live with regrets I don't think people should um but I do sort of think that I wish maybe I'd just slowed down a little bit and just lived in the moment a little bit more I think that's really beautifully put because it's something that we try to get across on this show mm. quite a lot it's harder than it sounds this is this is the thing in it sounds like yeah you know what I'm just going to do it but it takes a lot of time to start living in the now absolutely um, most people at some point have lived in the future worrying about all the different paths yeah. that could happen I know I've done that for most of my life but more recently it's about showing gratitude helps yeah. you to reflect more and just live now and it helps you just appreciate uh you know outside or makes you appreciate the the tiny little thing yeah. that keeps you very very present i think that's beautifully put actually and time does seem to go quick when you get older oh yes it does <laughs> just, it's like you click <laughs> your fingers you know, yeah. and 20 i'm gonna be 23 soon and that's scary yeah 23 next year yeah in january yeah, we're back to back b2b birthdays Gee, so that's that that's also the twenty-two. Faye, this has been like such an enjoyable a chat. breath of fresh air. Honestly, it's been lovely um, talking to you both. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on. And today we're going to finish. We always have our slightly zany uh, thing of the day, suggested by the guest. And you wanted to keep it relevant to what we've been talking yes. about. Yes. And so we're going to do. Play of the day. Yes. Uh, which I like. As in theatrical play. Yeah, no yeah. musicals though, no musicals. Yes. Uh, it's it's got to be a, an actual play. Um, but it's something that people need to do more. Go to the theatre. Yes. It's great escapism, you know. And it's it, Every time I've been, I'm like, oh my God, like, why do I do this more often? I've yeah. been to a lot of musicals. I've been to Mamma Mia four times, I think. So. <laughs> musicals are amazing as yeah, well. Yeah, of course, very uplifting. But um, does yeah the guest want to go first with play of the day? Okay, well my all time favourite play is Blythe Spirit by Noel Coward. So back in two thousand and ten, um, I ran the New York Marathon, and after I did the marathon, I had my my best friend um, was living in South Carolina, so he invited us down there to stay. So we flew from New York. It's absolutely freezing down South Carolina, weather was beautiful, and he was working at the Palace Theatre on Myrtle Beach, and we'd seen that Blythe Spirit was on. It's like, oh, yes, so exciting. So we went to go and watch his production, and it was absolutely dreadful. It was <laughs> Americans... It was Americans doing horrendous British accents. They had to stop the show twice because there was two bits of set that fell down but it was so memorable and so funny so that is oh, my play of the day sticks in the mind I like because <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that. I thought you'd be like it's the best yeah. show I've ever seen it was so terrible what fell, what fell from the stage was it oh there was it, I think there was um, I think there was I don't know if it was the chandelier or something so there was a chandelier and then one of the flats sort of fell forward how did they so deal with it they just they had to stop they it they had to stop it they couldn't improvise with that that's tough. No. That's like Boomtown on the stage, just when blew it away. Flew <laughs> off and hit someone. Yeah, yeah. oh my. Um, Ross? 
play of the day? So my play of the day, I haven't been to many, but one, again, that's quite memorable for me was when we were studying Julius Caesar for GCSE, which wasn't the most exciting Shakespeare play going, I don't think. <laughs> I did Macbeth, that was quite interesting. But um, uh, the teacher at the time was like, how do I make this more interesting? So he took us to the Lowry mm. to watch Julius Caesar, but it was a different interpretation of it and it was, a, it was it said on the website i found it, it was a, this particular version of julius caesar found dark contemporary echoes in modern africa so yeah it was, it was interesting it stuck in the mind didn't help me with my gcse at all <laughs> still did quite badly but uh, you live and you learn so very nice so to conclude this my play of the day um is a play called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. So this play focuses on uh, two fringe characters in Hamlet, which is obviously a very famous play, probably one of Shakespeare's most famous works. Um, but it's a new perspective, basically. It's like this existential play. It's like a tragic comedy because they're like really aware. Of, you know, it breaks the fourth wall a lot, and they're very aware of the fact they're in a play. It's amazing. I think when I saw it, so Daniel Radcliffe was in it which was yeah. cool just to see someone yeah. uh, who you've grown up with on the stage who's actually really good but that was when I was older so I hadn't been to a play for a while I went to a lot of musicals as well but uh, that was the first play I'd been to in a while and it was at the Old Vic in London it's amazing and it was just it was just great that was when I started to realise how amazing plays are because yeah. films are great TV shows are great but when you're there you feel like you are in it yes. you feel like you are really a part of the production and it's just incredible to watch you know, actors remember three hours worth of lines yeah. off the cuff. It's, it's, it's breathtaking, really. Is there a reason why a lot of TV actors or film actors go into go onto the stage? It's it's almost classed as real acting, okay. you know, because with TV and film, you can you can do as you can do as many takes as you need to to get something mm. right. But with theatre, you've got one chance. But I say they go into theatre, they probably started in theatre, didn't they? Yeah, and then they go into TV do. and then go yeah. back to theatre. So. It's a test, definitely. Yeah, it's all about testing yourself. That's it. Well, Faye, honestly, thank you so much for coming on, finding a spare half an hour thank for us. Thank you very much, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm gl- well, we're glad you have. We always want the guests to enjoy it as much as we do, but, you know, people can take away so much from this. Go and get involved yeah, in a drama definitely. production. You know, I need to do it as well because I keep talking myself out of it, but just... Come and join us at the carriage. Yeah, the carriage is where I have to be There's one space left. <laughs> I'm going to sign up immediately. But yeah, just go and do something different. Uh, you know, don't overthink it. Um, go with a mate. Go with a mate. Yeah. And uh, maybe it'll, you'll both be able to overcome that anxiety. And if you're a younger listener... Uh, it can really help you build that confidence that maybe you're searching for. Definitely. Uh, to take into other walks uh, of your life, uh, presenting and just generally interacting with people. So that's been such an enjoyable conversation. And I think the next one we're going to do is going to be on the, well, what this poll uh, so brings to So currently we are at, uh, we've got quite a few votes. It's on 55%, 45%. So we've got 11 votes for human capabilities. And nine votes for Love Island. And so. I think some people are going to be in for a surprise if they think we're going we're to talk about highly. human capabilities at the moment. Good. <laughs> oh, no, I need a Love Island one. I need a rant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll be back with you in the next couple of days, as always. And until then, keep doing what you're doing, guys. And uh, we'll be back soon. See ya.